yeah. Vassals are so broken in Stellaris, but the insults are great. Um, yes. I've, I've been Evo psyched by a snapping turtle. Um, I've had internet atheist ranting at me. Uh, and also, I had a species basically quote drill at me. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were a species uh, who. They were spiritualist and xenophobic and they hated me. So when I contacted them for t- diplomacy, they just said, Soon your communication shall be blocked. None of you are free from sin. <laughs> yeah. I, I will put up both fingers and walk backwards into hell. And uh, the, the atheists, because I'm spiritualist, said, yeah. You might be surprised to learn that your beliefs are thoroughly irrational. You're going to have to accept these hard truths. I was like, that sounds like the Reddit atheist community. Yep. And then there was the snapping turtles who said, uh, due to the environments of Hifna, your species has evolved an inferior mind. It's science. Look it up. <laughs> it's like they are taking the piss out of everyone. It's marvellous. It's, it's just science. Anyway, should we do a show? Uh, I, I feel like we probably should. I think that's a good yeah. idea, because that is why we're here. We've gone on for almost 20 minutes. Yeah, so probably about time we cued the music. Hello and welcome to World 1 Stage 1. I am Simon and joining me as ever are Jack. Yo! Rob. Yee! And Irish. Yeah! And I'm going <laughs> to ask a completely redundant question and say, anyone been to the cinema? Yeah! Yes. Uh, a while any, back. But anybody I didn't. won any bets? It <laughs> <laughs> oh, was a bet. There was a bet. There was. We did explain last episode the bet. It, um, for those who may not have listened to the, the last episode, uh, Jack, would you mind just uh, bringing our listeners up to speed? Rob and I are betting men. And oh, Rob, I'm really not, and it's really not paid off. <laughs> we made a bet that uh, I, well, either Cap would live, or Cap would, we're talking about Civil War, by the way. That's yeah, we're talking about let, Civil me, War. let me roll that back a bit. Captain America Civil War, it's what we're talking about today. You're probably going to know that based on the title of this episode. It should but be there. Regardless, Captain America Civil War, Rob and I made a bet. Mm-hmm. Either Cap would live, or Cap would die, as per, you know... It's one of those two things can happen. It's like it's like a fifty-fifty. Well, not fifty-fifty chance, but there are, there are two variables there. Yeah. Um, and if I won the bet, and again, we're not going to say who, which side we've bet on because then that would be spoilers for people. Because the forfeit is now going to be carried out, and yes. you would then know which way the bet went. But one of us bet that Cap would live, and one of us bet that Cap would die. And if Rob lost the bet. Rob would have to do a little section of this episode talking about the things he likes in the Star Wars prequel trilogy. And rest assured, dear listeners, it will be a short section <laughs> of the show. Because um, I am very pleased to say that Rob lost the bet. Not because I wanted Rob to lose, I just, given the stakes, I really didn't want Jack to lose. Yeah, go back to our earlier episode for, to, to see what my half of the bet was, and 
Yeah, because I don't want to say it out loud again. I have to, I have to admit, it was quite a poisonous uh, act, but I wanted, I wanted it to, you know, um, you know, matter. So, it it yeah. carried weight. It did, and it's not because of, I, I, I think that it's a good thing uh, that that though. I think it's it, a dreadful thing. It definitely. But I thought it would have been, it would have been your destruction, given your love of the franchise and obviously your yeah, uh, your standing as a human being. I'll, I'll bet definitely <laughs> um, added tension to watching Civil War. It, it, it ups the stakes. <laughs> we 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 watched it together, um, first viewing together at half past eleven. We weren't. It wasn't a midnight viewing. It was a half past eleven viewing, so that they could uh, so that they could apologise to us for making our eyes bleed during yeah. the first film. Oh my goodness! We, we yeah. saw the triple bill. We did. Yeah. Um, I should. We should say it wasn't just. It was on the, the day it was released. We didn't just randomly see it at yeah. half eleven at night. They did. They did. Uh, Captain America: First Avenger. Yeah. Captain America: Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Captain America: Civil War. Yeah. Back to back. And I was really glad that we did that. Oh, not only because obviously we had a great day, it but also um, it, it actually reminded me and freshened things up for me because I hadn't seen the first one in a long time. Yeah. Uh, I had seen Winter Soldier relatively recently, but it was still good to watch it. But anyway, uh, I'm going to get this out of the way. It's okay. Well, I'm, I'm with you, man. Okay. End of the line. So I believe you said it was supposed to be a, uh, um, um, a positive, a positive kind of... Yeah, just anything that you liked about the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> because I, I do a lot of defending of the Star Wars prequels. Oh, yeah, and I do wonder why, but here we go. <laughs> uh, so um, I happen to think that the music of the Star Wars prequel trilogy is great. Absolutely, John Williams, you can't go wrong. Absolutely, it's all John Williams, some excellent themes going on there. I happen to think that the lightsaber fight in the <sighs> desert in episode one is really good. Yeah. Because there's an actual reason for it to happen. Yeah. You know? Do you know what that reason is? <laughs> they both have lightsabers. They both have lights. And they no. can fight. I mean, they're not... I, I, in fact, it's a very vague reason as to why it happens. They sort of just run into each other. But I suppose Darth Maul wants to get to the Queen to inexplicably make her sign a treaty to make a war legal. Yes. Uh, it's been a while. I'm going to have to go yeah. back and watch Phantom Menace. Uh, okay, see, I'm struggling even now. Um, I like the Anakin's lightsaber in Attack of the Clones. He's a light side version of his Darth Vader one because it's an apprentice lightsaber. And you can argue that Vader is the apprentice of Palpatine, hence why he has the same kind of lightsaber yeah. style. I like that. Yeah. Continuity. Um, yeah. Fuck. Palpatine. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, yeah. Um, spot on. Palpatine is excellent. Yep. He is the hammiest of hands. Exactly. Like and he's the only character in any of those films that has clear motivation. Like, and actually, like, acts on his motivation. Here's what I want to do. To Here's how I'm going to do it. Exactly. Oh, look, I achieved it. And also, he just loves being evil. <laughs> Yeah, like there's never a reason. You never find out, you know, his motivations for wanting, other than being a Sith, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. His motivations for wanting to, you know, be the way he is. He wants unlimited power. Unlimited power. <laughs> Sorry, is, is he wants <laughs> unlimited power? Um, yeah, he's spot on that guy. I met him, you know. Really? Yeah, I met, met him backstage. You met Palpatine. You, you met Sidious. Yeah, I met, I met Sidious. Yeah, he was lovely. Oh. lovely man. Um, Contrary to his uh, his on screen persona. Well, yes, yeah. He um, did this thing called acting. Wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is rare in stuff. <laughs> yeah, the prequel ones is. Uh, bless them. Uh, I'm running out of steam. What else is Maul? there? 
Maul's okay. You liked Maul? Yeah, he's yeah. all right, yeah. He's um, cool. He's a cool image. Dooku? Uh, Christopher Lee. I like Christopher Lee, but, like, his usage in it is perplexing. <laughs> so even now, I can't... Right, I think... I think that's about they it. Made, they made lightsaber battles interesting. I mean, compared to say, um, what way? In uh, compared to say, Obi Wan versus Vader. No, that's a much more interesting fight than you prequel. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the choreography is not. That's what I mean to say, choreography. In terms of the motivation for them fighting, I find that the the uh, the evil apprentice and the old master, you know, that kind of baggage. Oh yeah, yeah. before I, they even meet as I, well, I, I did built up. I admittedly, I admittedly, I did mean choreography rather. Than I actually, I'm not a big fan of the choreography in the prequels. Really? Neither am I. Okay. Neither I can okay. criticise it because I'm not. Uh, I didn't lose the bet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's very balletic, yes. but that's all it has going for it. And actually, yeah. it doesn't look convincing as a fight. It looks like it's a balletic display. It does. Whereas, I mean, the fights in the original series are not the most visually spectacular, but they look like people trying to hit each other with swords. I will. Yeah, but I disagree with that because I th- I think what they have going for them in the in the originals, if you think about, the, let, let's think about Luke versus Vader in Empire and Return of the Jedi. I see, the Return of the Jedi when it's actually probably still my favourite fight in the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, the bit hectology, hectology. Yeah, the, the the first one. Empire has what's got is what's going for it is that it's interesting visuals that you know them fighting along the gantry and stuff. Vader using the Force to fling objects at Luke, and then with Return of the Jedi, you have that emotional weight behind it where Luke finally snaps and drives him back, and there's that music and the hammering. It's, and the, and it's yeah. the culmination of the entire story. Um, but yes, I completely agree with you. The, the prequel uh, co- um, choreography is... is uh, uh, am I not even allowed to say bad things? Oh, no, no, it? I don't see you not I was going to say, yeah, things. I completely agree. Like, if you watch um, uh, the mall fight, there's if you slowed it down, you would see that they're not in any way aiming for each other yeah. at all. Um, I guess I guess I'm just a slut for spectacle. It's it's a spectacle, yeah. yeah. But Rob, I I know you will speak passionately in in favour of CGI Yoda monkey flipping around. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that even I will admit that's stupid. I just had it earlier. Yeah. Um, he just ate his own face. Oh my goodness, it was amazing. <laughs> um, literally, the the cinematic contradiction of Yoda's character. Um, what's not make one great? Uh, yeah, what's not make one great? Zip, 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 stab, stab, stab. Look at his, here's my army. What's worse, yeah. CG fighting Yoda or Muppet Yoda from Are you saying which I require Irish? Am I? No. Sound like you're very far away and also under a blanket. Yes. Matter? Not really. Louder, but still under a blanket. Did you ask, because I'll cover whilst you fix this issue, did you ask, which do I prefer? Which is better? Oh, Muppet Yoda. Yeah. Hands down. Wait, wait. Four, five, six, sorry. Five, six Muppet Yoda, mm. or one Muppet Yoda. Uh, Empire and Reta- Oh my goodness, why are you even... <laughs> Anyway, we've talked enough about the prequel trilogy. A lot. I'm not sure we have. You know what? You know what? That was well done. You know what? I will shake your hand oh, live on this radio God. show. Um, thank fucking well God. Well done. You did very well. You're, yeah. a, you're a good man. You're I a like man of your word. Yeah. yeah. And I respect you. No, absolutely. No, that's absolutely fine. We don't think any less of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no reason for <laughs> the studio audience to be laughing at you. Of course uh, not. We all respect you. No. But you made a bad bet. 
I did. It's also really funny when Mace Windu cuts off Jango Fett's head. And then um, I always like to imagine that when Baby Boba comes along and picks up the helmet, I always like to imagine what would have happened if the head just slid out. <laughs> like, it's like, whoa, whoa. He didn't become a bounty hunter to, to stand in his father's you know, footsteps. He became a bounty hunter just to pay for all the goddamn therapy bills. I like to think that the, the, the frame cuts away just as it's about to happen. Yeah. So there we go. It's really stuck in there. <laughs> there it is, yeah. Uh, so um talking about I, I like uh, even better imagining that it didn't just slide out but he wanted it out so there's that scene of little boba just shaking it and jerking it <laughs> trying to get the head to fall out and it's oh halfway out and it's stuck and oh, it's like the worst magic eight ball sugar 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 that's a horrible image yeah, well, i'm afraid that's what that's it comes to my mind yep is um my, is my life ruined but speaking of, um, I'm sorry, Irish. What were you saying? It's also. It sounds like you're still stuck in a um, bin. A, a bin. I don't understand what's going on. What? Uh, you're gonna have to speak up or open the lid. I'm. I'm <laughs> oh, oh, come on out. Hold on, the mic right in front of me. And maybe that mic is not turned on. <laughs> what the fuck? Did you check, check your Skype settings? <laughs> you might be using the wrong mic. <laughs> I love like directly into the mic as well. I'm That's sorry. Really that, yeah, that really, really got, that tickled me, mate. Oh dear, <laughs> it was that was perfect. Um, do you mind if I segue? Uh, I I'm keen for a segue. Is it a segue when you announce that it's going to be a segue? <laughs> That's true. Prepare for the segue. What is the sound of one man segueing? Uh, this is it. So speaking of Star Wars, which is now owned by Disney, guess what else Disney own? Jungle Book. They do. Let's talk about no, it. <laughs> Most people's entire childhood. That's also Not true. mine. Yeah, they hold it in bottles underground. <laughs> Jesus, that's dark. Actually, like- they do in very, very long tubes. Yeah. What? Wait. I- Sounds like Simon was making a... I, I know Simon's I'm making a reference voice, and that was it. I am making a reference to the way that Disney store the celluloid of their original movies. Ah. Uh, if, if you coil celluloid... Uh, celluloid actually destroys itself on contact, so a rolled can of film will eventually degrade. Yeah. So the original celluloids of the Disney movies are kept in long uh, climate-controlled tubes buried under the theme parks because they've got the space to do it. So celluloid is full of dreams and wonder, but destroys itself. Yep. It's just like people in a way. Mm. It's just like the film industry. Oh, oh, even oh, I like that. that I was going to say like Walt Disney himself, but you know he didn't destroy himself. How do we know? Um, uh, (laughs) E true Hollywood story. (laughs) He committed suicide. No, not committed to destroy himself. They hit the self destruct button. Are you implying that Walt Disney was a robot? There was another Disney theme park. Although (laughs) people just don't like to admit it. Although when you say hit the self destruct button. I'm just imagining Walt Disney there on his deathbed, mm. and then he just flips open a little thing on his wrist and presses some buttons, and then goes, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and then Arnold Schwarzenegger runs through, through Disney World. <laughs> yes, I love it. Oh, it's apropos of nothing, but Arnold Schwarzenegger is taking over Celebrity Apprentice because Trump is busy running for president. Oh, good listen. Oh. But that means that then eventually Schwarzenegger will run for political office. Wait. Oh my god, he's reversed Trump. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
That's not such a bad thing, though, if you think about it. So well, he's pervert? Exactly. Anything I, that isn't like Trump is great. I'd rather be, like, anti-Trump. Or, oh, okay. Or, or negative Trump. Than, than reverse Trump. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, that's sort of the angle I was going for. Um... Yeah. So, um, oh, sorry. Yeah, we were on uh, Disney owns. No, no, but no, no. We we have to do another one now. Oh, okay, cool. Um, from Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Schwarzenegger, right, is a governor of California. California. No, he's not. Right. No, he's not. Was sorry. Was a governor of California. Yeah, he was, was the governor of California. Sorry, I, I don't know why I said is. I know he's not the governor of California, but was. Um. Shit, I've got, I've got nothing from there. Have you lost it? Did um, he pass any um, California like or anything? California, or? right, is a state that is, I guess, more south than other states. Oh my god! Not oh, really. Not. I mean, you know, it's it's more south than Michigan. So far, we've tried political and geographical segues, nope. and it's just not working. I'm, I'm fusing the two together. Oh, I see. So if I were to say the southern states and the northern states, yeah. they had a civil war once upon a time. Jesus. Fuck. I mean, it wasn't quite that perfectly delineated, but, you know. No, and it, it wasn't so wonderfully and, encapsulated and, on the film. And indeed, yeah. I'm fairly certain that California was... Wait, I don't know my history. Was California even a state at that point, or was that still part of Mexico? It was in Zorro, yes, it was. That's not a documentary. Yes, it is. <laughs> It was. It I'm, really Americans, I'm really, 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 oh, really sorry. sorry for not knowing your guys' history. I know, like... But then again, the Americans might know, not know the history about our Civil War. So, I don't know. Because we, we totally War. had one as well. Yeah. I know a bit. It was earlier and therefore, like, was less budget and yeah. was less good. Yeah. The, the and was more up to scratch. And was more about people's haircuts. Yeah, and witches. Which is not the witch burnings and shit. I thought that was way before. Civil War. I thought it was way no, before. No, 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 no. no. So it was James. Yeah. Old King Jim. And then, then the Civil War was uh, Charlie Boy. Charlie Boy. Yeah. Civil, Civil War? Civil War. Yeah, there, there was we go. a Civil War that occurred about. on our uh, cinema screens um, depicting our beloved Marvel cinematic heroes Taking and Ant Man and Ant Man, uh, taking up uh, arms against each other. Yes, briefly. So who? Let's let's just let's just lay our cards on the table first of all and go around saying, in a few short words, what how much we enjoyed the film. So uh, Irish, you go first. I really enjoyed it. Irish really enjoyed it. Simon, it was fun. Uh, not the best Marvel movie by a long shot, but very watchable. Jack, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 in the it's in the higher tier of Marvel films, but it's not it's not near the top. Yeah, I I enjoyed it whilst watching it, and then in retrospect, I've decided I liked things a lot more now. I've had time to stew on it. Okay, there are still some things that I have I, I take issue with, but we shall. I'm sure, like Rob Downey Jr.'s lack of pause. Oh, you mean his C- skin. CGI? I, I, I CGI thought you mean like he just delivered all of his lines in one unbreathing <laughs> go. <laughs> Which would be amazing. And then they cut it up in post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm going to be here for one day. I deliver all my lines. Go. I do it only one take and one breath. And then, like, about like six hours afterwards, like, you can see, like, an ambulance slow like, pulling up and, you know, bless him, he's gone. Yep. Until the next cinematic venture, which is already filming, I believe. 
Oh no, they haven't started filming it yet, have they? They're still um, doing uh, Guardians two. Yeah, yeah, and Thor. And Thor, Ragnarok, and all the other stuff. Okay, so um, what what did um, people understand was going on? I never understand what's going on. No, what, what happened in the film? Oh, um, basically. <laughs> and by the way, this is going to be a spoiler spoiler show, as we usually say. It's been out a while. Is that okay, guys? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Spoilers yeah. from the start. Um, I think what was going on was largely why I didn't rate it better than I did. Go on. Um, because the Civil War angle got lost a little in the cool, let's make our guys fight each other angle, which was fun, but I was never sold on the Civil War. Mm. Like The Sokovia Accords make perfect sense. The Sokovia Accords following the events of Age of Ultron, where the governments of the world have come together to say that superheroes can't be an unregulated menace but the evidence they're using for this are that the aliens from another planet tried yeah. to destroy new york and the american government tried to nuke new york in response and thanks to the avengers neither side managed to destroy new york mm-hmm. uh that ultron tried to destroy sokovia and thanks to and and the the world's governments did nothing in response. And thanks to the Avengers, Sokovia was not entirely destroyed. Oh, when the entire world! I mean, if his plan had come to fruition, well, yeah, and the entire it, world, it, if, yeah. if if Ultron had gotten away well, with it, well, having said that, thanks to one of the Avengers, Ultron happened. Yes, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doubting. I'm actually agreeing with you on all these points. I've mean, got, I've got to put that one in there as well. That's true. Yeah, there is also the the, the Washington, the, the DC part as well. You know where, but that was a government initiative. That, the shield that is, that yeah. Shield, yeah. That's that's, that's a not, that's security that's not them. Oh yeah, the, the Washington one is. Let's face it, the American government allowed Hydra to control its defense, its military industrial complex to such a degree that that happened. Yep, and then and thanks to America. the Avengers, they were stopped. Yeah. Uh, like I, the American government. I get that they're not taking any responsibility for their part in this. I yeah. really do. The, I don't one... get why Tony Stark is buying their bullshit. Ah, right. Tony Stark, who personally took that nuke and flew it through the portal because he's like, no, fucking don't nuke a major metropolitan city, American government. Because I'm fucking actually, stupid. I have actually read something on that as to why he's sort of eating it. Um, and it's that he doesn't, Tony Stark doesn't believe in any of that at all. He's just trying to guilt trip the fuck out of everyone else. Because that's basically what Marvel Cinematic Universe Tony Stark is all about. But, okay. He, he, had that one, he had one woman come up to him and go, my son died in this whole situation. Apparently that's meant to be the, the bit that makes him it's supposed accept to be good. it all. Yeah. Sometimes that's enough. So, I, can, I, I absolutely guess, see what... Know, I can yeah. see, yeah, but it's just... No, I buy Tony Stark wanting to guilt everyone else, but I don't yeah. see Tony Stark, as depicted in the MCU, going, Do you know what, I'm going to subject myself to governmental regulation as a prank yeah. on them. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. that will work out great for me. Uh, no, I don't see that happening. I was never sold on that. Please explain what you mean by uh, why, why would you want to guilt trip people? Uh, I, 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 I'm, I think I'm a dick. Up. Yeah, but Tony. Well, no, no, but what, to what end? I mean, look at Iron Man throughout his films and throughout. Well, mostly throughout, you know, any film where he's alongside other MCU characters, 
and what he seems to be is is trying to draw attention to himself in the sense of I've got I've got it really bad, and I'm not. Please, fans of Iron Man, don't think I'm saying that Iron Man does not have his issues and does not have a really shitty life at various points throughout it. But he does tend to wallow in. I, I, I'm trying to put this in a really good way. He does really, really enjoy bringing other people down to his level. Right. Um, which it seems kind of a bit, a, a bit of a, a douchebag thing to say. But, and I, and I will freely admit, I don't like Iron Man. I don't like Tony Stark. See, so. this is, I think, because the, the thing is, I, I actually do really like Iron Man. I do like Tony Stark. I think um, this one for me, I, I didn't really get Tony's angle. Like you were saying, mm. like with the whole, like, I don't really get why he's, the way like you were saying, Simon, with the nuke and stuff. I don't mm. get fully why he's going ahead with this. The way he it, brings up the, the, the photo and the thing, oh, that's yeah. this guy, by the way. We yeah, killed yeah. him in Scotland, but whatever. Like, that's not, that's not the, the, the tone and actions of a man who's actually sorry about that happening. That's the tone and actions of a man who wants other people to be yeah. sorry that that Absolutely. Happened. But then backing the accords to drive that point home seems like bullshit. It's, it's a step too far unless he's sort of taking trolling to the next art level. And that was one of the two big aspects that fell apart for me. Hmm. One, okay. I didn't buy anyone's investment from the Avengers in the Accords. Admittedly, I also didn't in the comic as well, because it's the same sort of thing. It's the, the woman who gives him the photo of her kid who died hmm. in the explosion in, I think it's New York. Yeah. Um, when that, the, the mutant like, explodes. Um, I, I, I think they set it up better in the comic because they had more time to. Yes, absolutely. But it, I didn't even buy it in the comic, where it was just no. like... It's because Mark Millar kind of, I, I feel, actually kind of grossly kind of um, uh, misunderstood the, the characterization of both Cap and Iron Man. In that, I mean, in I, a way. Like I, I, Joss Whedon has done in the Avengers movies. Yes. I mean, they, they, they definitely uh, pulled... Uh, this is the fir- our first time seeing... A, a, this large and assembled crew outside of a, a Whedon production, which I, in a way, I actually kind of really liked. Yeah, about they, the film. they, they, the Russo brothers did in one film what they, they, or rather, they undid in one film what Whedon has been fucking up for two films. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, I completely agree with that. This is why I'm saying the bit I loved about it is getting the ensemble together and doing the big action. Like, as a throwaway popcorn superhero movie of seeing all the superheroes bust out their awesome moves, yeah. that was great. But the other big aspect that fell apart was what we've talked about before. I never bought um, that Tony and Steve were this busted up about yeah. not getting on. Because yeah. that doesn't have a backing in the cinematic universe. Hmm. And I mean, even I'm trying to think. There was I should have written notes down is what I should have done. But um, there were moments that it, where it looked like they were actively trying to extend the olive branch and all that. Both of them, um, and then fucking it up at the very last minute. Um, so I don't know. Like I said, you could never charitably call them friends. Um, but they were definitely getting getting there towards the end of it before everything hit the fan. Like they were colleagues. You know, they, they they were people who worked together. They weren't mates. They didn't they didn't actively despise one another. And at the same time, you've got a. I mean, there must be some something that's forged when. I mean, let's face it. They have 
fought side by side on more than one occasion now. Yeah, yeah but we, we've not seen that in the cinematic universe. We have seen that bond forging between Sam and Steve. Yeah. We've seen that for, uh, bond forging between Natasha. Nat and Steve. You know, yeah, we, we have seen these people getting closer, but we've, yeah. I've never seen that between Tony and Steve. Like, I mean, one of my favourite lines in the movie is that whole bit between uh, Natasha and Clint. You know? Yes. And it's the, uh, the, we're still, we still friends, friends, right? Depends how hard you hit me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Th- that's, that's a great representation of the friendships in, this, in the MCU. I just yeah, don't, I just can't that. see the Tony and and Steve. Yeah, which is you know? unfortunate because they are the driving. It's not. It's not really unfair to say they are the driving force mm. of the individual teams. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, I'm with Irish there that it's it's great that you have a lot of these heroes. Not necessarily Captain Iron Man, but when when they're about to fight, you can you get the kind of vibe that they're all thinking: Are, are we doing this? Are we actually going to? Yeah, are we actually doing this? Yeah, they're uh, they're not slowing down. Yeah, that's it. They're not slowing <laughs> down. But what I really liked, going back to the ensemble, um, the, the 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 good elements of this film, the ensemble. What I loved was that there were there were characters that were just turning up for a bit. In a way, I feel that this was the strongest representation of a comic book on screen because you had, like, Hawkeye drop in, because you had oh, uh, uh, Vision having a few scenes where he's in a sweater um, talking to, um, uh, to Scarlet. Scarlet Witch. And, yeah. and there's that, those relationships that Marvel are famous for. They're all about, like, the kind of soap opera amidst the grand comic book story. I did, I did warn Rowan before we went and I watched it for the second time <laughs> for her the first time. Yeah. Um, I did warn her that it's like, yeah, you, you're going to love Vision. You're going to yes. love Vision by the first... Yes. <laughs> I already loved Vision, but this loved, has cemented yeah. him for me. It, it's the confused look on his face is, yes, but the door was open, so I assumed... Yeah, <laughs> and I, I have this theory that basically Vision has just gone completely normcore because he's realised he looks quite alien, mm-hmm. but he wants people to feel comfortable around him. So yeah. he's done some research and worked out the most ordinary clothing he could possibly wear, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. has worn it. And I just I love that. And decided to start cooking. He looks like something out of Fallout. Yeah. There is that, that wonderful, I mean, has a wonderful line that just completely sums up, which is him smiling and just sort of, wonder. no one dislikes you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's and like, it, and it, le- it leads into a lot of drama yeah, from then on, yeah. but just as a line on his own, no one dislikes you. Mm. And it's just like, it's, it's odd. And what else does he say? He says that, um, um, I, I feel you should stay here. And he says something like, in the hopes that people will see the way I do. Yeah. I was and like, they're, such they're a hinting, sweetheart. They're hinting at the sort yeah. of, the, what we have in the comic, or had in the comics. I forget where we are in terms of romance uh, lines. I believe and Vision and Scarlet Witch are still a thing in the comics, yes. Uh, they ha- they're, they're, they're hinting stay, at that. They're, stay, those yeah. they're, they're hinting at that for potential future mm. things. Um, but we'll see, because, you know, What's yeah. it called? Uh, Thanos is going to have to get his uh, mind gem at some point. He will have to get that at some point. And, and, and I don't think it stops just with those guys. I mean, I think the emotional core of this film uh, was fairly strong, despite the, the various kind of plot elements being a bit askew. Like, yeah. I like once again, I, I really like Cap and Bucky. I think they're great, that camaraderie they have. And that, uh, first of all, Cap kind of feels obliged to be helping Bucky alone and then whole thing about him hearing about agent carter and um and how she said yeah. sometimes you just gotta root yourself 
when and, and you and you can't and that's when he makes his mind up that he's not going to budge on this. Yeah, I think things like that was really they were really strong elements of the film. How, how I saw it was at the end of Ultron, we see the new Avengers team, and I felt no like um, uh, attachment to them. Yeah, you know. But by the end of this film, I was attached to them. Yeah, I agree. You know? Every character. Was, yeah. That, that's, mean, that's something I can say about this film is I didn't dislike any... Uh, <laughs> all right. I, I don't like Iron Man. I don't like Spider-Man, etc. But I didn't think anyone got a bum portrayal. You thought all their characterization was done as well. I didn't dislike any portrayal in this film. Yeah. Like, yeah, after, the characters after, were very true to what you'd expect of them. And, my, and favorite, my favorite characters in this in this were in order were Falcon, Panther, and then Spidey. Huh. Ah, yes, yeah, you stumbled on our, our cameo esque long cameos of our mm. um, of our future heroes. Um, uh, well, I guess he's the elephant in the room. First of all, let's talk about Spider Man. What do we think? Loved it. Yeah, I loved him. I God damn it, Civil War, you made me like Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what the this, shit? This, this kid was, so, it was really good. Yeah. He is the best live-action portrayal of Spider-Man I've oh, ever no. seen. He, yes. he, got the, he got the banter perfect. Yeah, I still didn't like Spider-Man. I think yeah, he did a great Peter Parker. You got a metal arm, that's so cool. I, yeah, <laughs> fucking hated that. He irritated the shit out of me. I get that. But that, that's Spider-Man. I know, but it still irritates me. And that's why I said he was a good Spider-Man, because Spider-Man irritates make, the shit out of that's me. That's what would make you a really good Doc Ock or a Elizabeth, because he would He'd just be a piss great you off so easily. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but I think his Peter Parker was absolutely spot-on perfect. Yeah. Um, in that. Flawless. I loved, I loved this portrayal of Spider-Man, even down to... The eyes of the costume changing shape. Oh, yeah. that was great. Well, the explanation of it was really cool. Because it's a Stark suit, isn't it? It's that, and also, that he, I, I believe, I, I could be wrong, but I swear in one part of the film he says, because he's having to move, move so fast, mm. and his spider senses are so active, a lot of the time it can be overwhelming. Oh, yeah. So yeah. His goggles really actually restrict what he can actually, or, or rather focuses him rather than, yeah. you know, so which I thought was a really good idea. And they just throw it in as a line. You don't need to yeah. do a Spider-Man origin through that. And, and again, you know, how are you sticking to walls? Oh, it's a long story. We know. Yeah, and we yeah. do. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no one in this audience that needs to know Spider-Man's origin story. I mean, we've got the suit now. So when it comes to his film, we're not going to see a whole film of him in, like, his in his original costume. It's going to be him in this. Yeah. Which let them make the original costume something you would never want to see someone wearing on screen, which yeah. was perfect because it was awful and I yeah. loved it. And exactly. it's been, if, they were, if they were to try and do the origin, they should do it like... Um, uh, All-Star Superman. Get it done before the opening credits. Well, I was going to say that. Yes. Like, uh, like the uh, Edward Norton Hulk, where it was done in the opening credits. Yeah. Throughout the credit, yeah. yeah, yeah, there were basically there was no mystery surrounding Spider Man. <laughs> there was one mystery surrounding Spider Man in this film. Now that I think that. about it, yeah. and it, it can probably be perfectly explained by anyone who's up to date with the Spider Man comics. I'm What's not that? Aunt May. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. What? 
Is Aunt May that young? In well, think about it. Think about, yeah. think about her name, Aunt May. Not Grandma May. Aunt yeah. May. Yeah, but she could be like Great Aunt May. I, I assumed that she was like a Great Aunt. I guess, in, in, yeah. In the I other guess, ones. I but guess. you don't say Great Aunt such and yeah, such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, it makes yeah, it ask you have to look at it. It's like a reverse. It's like a Benjamin Button situation. <laughs> she has been getting younger. Yeah, younger. I mean, Aunt May has been getting younger in every portrayal. That's just a thing. Okay. Um, Peter's much younger in this one as well. So but at the same time, I believe the actress who played her is like in her fifties. She's just yeah. very. Marissa Tomei is not young. She's just very well preserved. She, and, was, she was in the wrestler, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. And she has history with uh, Danny Jr. as well, in Chaplin as well. Mm. And uh, I think they're in a rom-com together as well. But, yeah, I really... Said, yeah. In fact, that, you, you saying about us not uh, needing anything um, explained to us about Spider-Man, once again, it just shows how clever they were with that, because the whole point is, is that Robert Downey... Sorry, Tony Stark walks into that apartment and knows who he is. He knows that he's down to where he's hidden his costume, hanging yeah. up in his little... Uh, Hi, I'm, a very, I'm a very smart man. Yeah, exactly. It's like... You're not fooling me, mate. You know, I know what, who you are, and it, it it works so wonderfully because of that. Although the number of times during that their exchange, where he's like sitting on the bed and all that, that Rowan just sort of turns to me and just went, "I need an adult." <laughs> uh, but it, I, I thought their their relationship was absolutely fantastic. It, yeah. I love the idea of um, uh, Tony Stark, like, um, all, not quite, but almost ma- ma- making a move on Art May just to like have that over Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, you're not dad, kind of uh, future conversations that we're going to be blessed with in the MCU. You know, it's going to be great. I mean, they, oh. they almost referenced the. It's okay. We have money. Oh, thank God! Yeah. Relationship between Tony Stark and Peter Parker as well. There was definitely yeah. that feeling of yeah. It's Grant. The, uh, is there any the um, yeah. there any money involved? It's it's yeah. well funded. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. It, I mean, that was absolutely fantastic, and I and I, I also thought that his display as Spider Man himself was excellent. I felt that him going up against both Falcon and um, and Bucky in the airport was wonderful. Have you ever oh. been in a fight? There isn't usually this much talking. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. And and um, just nice little touches where like he's left holding up a jet engine at one point, and the cat just goes, "Where are you from, kid?" And Spidey goes, "Queens." Queens. He's like Brooklyn, and I'm like. <laughs> That's so cool. I love that that comes back later when he's talking to Aunt May and he's oh, yeah. in a fight with a guy called Steve. You don't know him, he's from Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, yes. he's big bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's where the strength of this film lies. And, um, you know, hats off to Russo Brothers for the greatest juggling act, you know, yeah, and ever. They, and they managed it. Like, I, I really disliked... Partly, partly uh, you know, we know my, my feelings on the Avengers films, um, but part of it was that they didn't juggle the characters well enough. They mm. didn't give enough time to some characters. They gave too much time to other characters. Farmhouse scene, farmhouse scene. Um, <laughs> holy shit, they, they, dragged, they dragged Hawkeye back into my like respect tier. Yeah, he was great. He it did is, exactly what he needed to do, which was to show are we, up. Are we going to reference his family? Yeah, one line. What are you, what are you doing? Disappointing the hell out of my kids. Yeah. That's it. That's all <laughs> Yeah, and now we, and now I think that's the strength of the way because now we've got that out of the way that farmhouse scene. Yeah, so now we just have Hawkeye as this disgruntled working father. They and they <laughs> it's, it's like they his role now seems to be the guy that gives the pep talk to Scarlet Witch. 
Like he did it in Ultron. He yeah, had the whole, you yeah. go out the door, you're an Avenger. And they compressed it down in this one too. As he's running, you know, he starts jogging away yes. up the stairs and then just turns around and goes, this way. This way. <laughs> Come on, move. And I'm like, oh, that, that really got me. Um, also, he, he really doesn't like Tony. No. no. I get oh, the God, feeling no. that there was not much in the way of uh, convincing that Steve had to do to get Clint on board. <laughs> yeah. It's the futurist, ladies and gentlemen. But I kind of laugh because I thought that they, they're sending someone to get, uh, get her from the, the protection of vision. Mm. I thought, and they've sent Hawkeye. <laughs> I yeah. was like, right. But he, he sort of manages it. And then obviously she then takes over. Yeah. Um, but that, that scene was pretty cool. Um, but we're talking about cameos. So let's talk about another, uh, and I think probably one of the, my favorite parts of the Let's talk about the Wakandan bloody prince, man. Oh, holy King. Oh, Actually, before I... we get to Panther, because Panther is amazing and I want to talk about him at length because he's so good. Yeah. Let's get another cameo out of the way first, because oh. this was my first exposure to Ant-Man in the Marvel oh, Cinematic yeah, cool. Universe. I yeah. didn't bother with the movie. Okay. okay. And I'm still not convinced I want to go and see the movie. You don't, you don't need to. But the way he was used in this... I really enjoyed so I much, so I much better. He so, was amazing, so much better than the Ant Man film in five minutes or whatever it is of screen time. So much better than the Ant Man film. Enjoyable. I came out of that going, I liked Ant Man in that. What he the had shit? Great See, moments. Yeah, it's, when he's it's, running around inside the Iron Man suit, unplugging that is, things. That, that he's like, conscience. I'm your conscience. We don't talk much anymore. Best, <laughs> best joke in the movie. I, uh, I don't know. I think for me, the moment that really got me, it was his laugh when he becomes yes. joint for the I first time. <laughs> <going to say, laughs> his delighted chuckle of this worked and it's a lot of fun. Because that's what you would do. And it, let's face it, Paul Rudd, a very charming, very funny guy anyway, and he just kills that. It's, Absolutely. Because if you took that too seriously, if you plays a, just a man turning giant seriously, it wouldn't work. But then it's followed by, I've got something big, but I can't hold it very long. Yeah. Like, oh, lol, lol, lol. And then he goes, and once I, you know, I tried it in the lab, passed out, and I'm like, fuck is he talking? Oh, I forgot he could do that. And there was, of course, the obligatory Marvel slash Disney owning it over everyone saying, look, guys, we have the rights to Star Wars. We can now openly reference it in our films. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. With literally a takedown, which, yeah. you know, now, I kind of like. Do you remember that really old film? <laughs> back? Like, How old is this kid? I didn't yeah, carbon date him. That, that, yeah. that spoke to me on such a fucking spiritual level. So you get kids talking these days about, oh man, do you remember when you used to go around to your friend's house and you'd have to sit in like their dad's chair to watch like internet stuff and you'd have to load up your YouTube and watch this? And I'm like, motherfucker, YouTube's only like 10 years old. And How old are you? Yeah, and when he's, when he's giving that, that line about Empire Strikes Back, it isn't on Spider Man when he's giving the line. It is just a, a flat shot of Tony Stark's face just. Eye rolling in utter dismay of him just like uh, giving this remark. Don't embarrass me in front of my work colleagues. Oh my god! Like, please, kid, come on. I also love Ant Man with the throw it here, at this, and then just oh god! I thought that was a water truck. Yes. <laughs> you see, we seem to have landed on what I think is most people's favourite element of this film, and that, that is that fight. You know, that airport scene is wonderful. But a lot of people, I don't know if you guys agree or not, feel that that tonal shift. Considering it starts off quite seriously and ends and quite very seriously, seriously. Yeah. Um, some people seem to have an issue with that, but I feel that that was kind of like I think that was definitely needed. You needed a, a bit of a, a bit of respite. You need a big it. spectacle. Yeah, um, and you got yeah. it. I mean, After I think- the way the film starts, 
with with the whole um, crossbones bit. Yes, it does make it very kind of like fuck. What? Yeah. You know, let's cross, the cross let's talk bit. about that. Yeah. Right. That threw me for such a fucking loop. Me too. I when I okay Civil War movie and I'm like oh shit Cap gonna die and then yeah. they announced and Crossbones is in it I'm like oh yeah. shit Cap's gonna die and I was like oh, I'm just gonna wait because I know Zemo's in it and I know Crossbones is in it so I know Cap's gonna die and then Crossbones is there at the very beginning and I'm like what yeah that then what happens to Crossbones happens and I'm like what? And I really liked him with his punch gloves that made me think of the power fists in Fallout. I love that. Yeah. The the scratching his but I think that the crossbones thing happening at the beginning and what happens and how it sets up the rest of it, it's not just to set up the the equivalent of the New York explosion from the comic. Mm. The having crossbones there at the beginning and okay, I'll put it out there. Having crossbones die right at the beginning of the film yeah. is essentially it's the Russo brothers going, right. This is not the comic book. Yeah. This yeah. is our own thing, and we are going to say it right off the bat in the first 10 minutes of the film. Which is fine. From here on in, all bets are off. This is not the comic book. Which and they are planting such- a flag and saying, this is a new country. We are doing our own thing. Brilliant. Yeah. I absolutely... Looking back, at the time, I was confused and scared and in a mm. brand new world, and I didn't know what to think. Looking back at it, Fucking masterpiece idea. Brilliant. Yeah. Genius. I yeah. can't fault that. And I was a big guy because I was like, right, that means that's a candidate down for who can kill a cat. I'm like, bet Z- isn't Z- looking particularly strong. Yeah. Um, uh, it was that it was that sequence that made Falcon my favourite character for the movie. Redbird. Just Redbird and just the Red way Bird. he used his wings. Oh yes. That, like when he made the, the shield and all that it's like Bloody My wings are this like is, a shield of steel. This is this is a guy. There's who, a reference for some people who will <laughs> probably thing. be older than most of our audience. <laughs> but you know, this is it shows that this is a guy who has practiced, you know, relentlessly to get this right, be able to use his abilities like perfectly. Yeah, yeah, and it's he just ah, oh, he did some that, really cool aerial stuff. That made Sam for me. That whole movie, I. What yeah. made Sam for me was the uh, the bit where he's trying to get Nat to thank Redbird. That's it, yeah. <laughs> I'm not thanking that thing. I also love the 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 hate hate Red relationship wings. between him and Bucky. Because yes, yes the last time they met each other, they were trying to fucking kill him. Yeah, exactly, a passive aggressive it. scene in the Volkswagen. <laughs> yes. Can you please move your chair forwards? Yes. No. no. <laughs> Sometimes you have to root yourself. <laughs> yes. And also, they're both webbed up. Like, you wouldn't do that from the beginning. I hate you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like a shut up. It's not like that. It's, it's I mean, even with Romlo in, Win- in uh, Winter Soldier, when Romlo does his big Hydra speech, and Sam's reaction is, man, shut the hell up. Yeah. And Civil War, it's just, I hate you. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's showing... Cap's two best friends, essentially. Yeah, it's you know? it's it's the um, it's it's the, f- it's the holy trinity. It's it's the it's the it's current thing. girlfriend meeting meeting ex girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> that kind of deal. I I do headcanon the fuck out of those lot into into a three way uh, polyamorous romance, but you know, it's all the caps, isn't it? Yeah, bless him. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, so we like those elements, and yeah, I, I I totally love the the intro to this film. I love that action scene because it was weird. We got a mixture of it, really. We got our superhero spectacle, but at the same time, we weren't in short supply of that really cool nitty gritty kind of hand to hand stuff from Winter Soldier, like the chase with Bucky. That was awesome. Oh, just, then just going up against just uh, like a, a, a butt ton of um, SWAT. Yeah, oh yeah. The, which is weird, because it was the German police. Was it? Yeah. PSG 9. In Bucharest. Oh, was it? Yeah, which was very weird, because... Huh. Not your jurisdiction, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess technically, I mean, he did... The, the crime he committed was supposed to be in Germany, but... It, yeah, it, I don't, yeah, I'm not entirely certain about jurisdictions and all that sort of stuff. I'm just really happy that they had Bucharest in that film. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, and they and they put it in big letters. I'm, oh god, I didn't actually like the scene set up. <laughs> oh, text. I quite, I quite like that. It actually. really made me just go, Jesus! No, that made, me, that made me think of, for some reason of like, um, like, um, you know, seventies wannabe Bond spy films. Yeah, um, <laughs> it made me think that the, the film was shouting at me at its locations. Yeah. Just, just, right. so for, just so I knew for certain that they you know, where it was. Yeah, but I'm, 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 I just realised I just get a big smile whenever I see Bucharest turn up in a film. Which like, hey. yeah. um, and he was just out to buy some peaches. Do you know what? Actually, thinking about it, like I was because it got me thinking about the, the the who I was kind of glad returned into this uh, this franchise that we had uh, Thunderbolt Ross, right? Hmm. But going back to your uh, uh, to our uh, discussion earlier about uh, you know blaming the Avengers for all these things, had we forgotten that he was the cause of Abomination being set on Harlem and destroying it? Nobody watched that film. No, I suppose not. (laughs) I did. Well, I did too, in fairness. That's why I know what happened, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, is he going to be the sort of man that admits his mistakes? Well, no, of course not. When he like, becomes big, red, fucking mustache Hulk at some point, yeah. is he going to admit his mistakes? Well, he does like his red tape. Oh, shit! <laughs> oh! Um, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know, I kind of liked that character as well. Thunderbolt. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Again, I didn't like... Him, but no, but he's but he was good. He's yeah. a good part to the film. Like he's he's well played, and he's a good a good antagonist. Yeah. Um, speaking of antagonists, speaking of antagonists, I got really fucking weirded out when they announced Zemo was going to be in Civil War. And mm. I remember thinking, oh shit, no, 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 because you've got Civil War should be its own plot. Is in there is no bad guy. That should yeah. be the whole point to it. Mm. Um. Which was obviously a bit of a letdown in the comic because there clearly is a bad guy. It's the pro registration side. Yeah, um, I'm well, just saying that just in case Troy is listening. Um, <laughs> but then you add in a villain plus all the other cameos. I was really dreading a lot of stuff about Civil War before I went and saw it. Yeah, like oh, you're throwing in way too many extra new characters alongside the big ensemble cast that we've already got in a bloated roster. Yeah, um, I just, just want to just jump in very quickly. I've been doing yep. a little bit of googling. GSG9 do operate outside of German borders and are part of a pan-European network of special police forces that does also work with Romania. So it's actually not out of character for GSG9 to be in Bucharest uh, to take down Bucky. And they had their asses handed to them all the same. (laughs) I like it. That's quite cool, though. Yeah, Yeah. fair enough. but yes, uh, uh, the fact that oh, they're going to throw in a villain into this as well, and it's Zemo, so that's, you know, it's not like a, a, a big name Marvel villain, but as count villains go, hmm. you know, it's the, it's the man that killed Bucky. Yeah. It's, you know, 
Um, yeah, I mean, when we were looking at the cast list, it, it, it is a huge cast. Yeah. But when we were seeing, oh, Crossbones, Demo, and like the villains list, it was like, oh, no. Are they going to Spider-Man 3 this? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. And try and do too many villain plots at once. Yeah. And no, no, they didn't. And, and then the other part of me were then worried, Zemo, as in gold crown and pink sock on his head, Zemo. Pink Zemo, Zemo. Like, um, how are the... It, Zemo, as in fencing extraordinaire leopard print suit wearing Zemo. Yeah. And then, I'm actually really impressed with the way Zemo was done. In this. I loved him. It's, I, it's Daniel I, Brule, he, I really liked him. Daniel Brule can do no fucking wrong. He's it reminded amazing. me of the way they handled Kilgrave and Jessica Jones. Take yes. the character with the ridiculous look get rid of the ridiculous look, keep everything else about them. And you realise that they're a fucking terror. Um, mm. And it did. Then I started panicking, going, oh, what if Zemo's the one? Because after the crossbones, mm. like, what if Zemo's the one to kill Cap? And then seeing the arc they were going with, with his control over Bucky and going, oh, fuck, what if Bucky's the one that kills Cap? Yeah, see, that's where I thought it was going. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, would explain, because in the comics, Bucky took over. It would motivate Bucky to pick up the shield when he realised what he'd done and become the new Cap. Um, And as time then went on, I started worrying maybe Bucky was going to kill Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Started worrying Iron Man was going to kill Bucky. Were you worried? Were you really that worried that he was going to kill Iron Man? There were moments. There were moments. No, No, not that you thought he might, but were you worried? Yes. Oh, I thought you didn't like Iron Man. I don't have to like Iron Man to, to, to not want him to... Just because you don't like someone doesn't mean you, don't, you want them to die. And there, my friend, is another great point. Black Panther. Oh, can I just say one thing? Because we yep. were on it. and it, well, I, yeah. I, No, I guess we'll return to it. We will return. We'll, we'll, I'll just, we'll I'll just say this, shot. then we'll come back to yeah. it. Um, but that is what actually got me behind Tony Stark in the end. Seven words. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch killed my mum. Which he, didn't, he didn't say son of a bitch, it's uh, I don't care, he killed my mum. I thought he said son of a bitch killed my mum. No, it's, um, it's when he says, oh, what is it? It wasn't him, you know, he was under, he was under control. Mm-hmm. And I don't care, he killed my mum. I don't care, he killed my mum. See, that got me. It really no, got me. I don't, I don't, and I like was like, and I was like, oh, but I, I and I, I really like yeah. him. So I was like, oh man, we'll come back to that because I, I think that's really important. There was but, real hurt in those eyes. I don't care. Yeah. He killed my mum. Which, yeah, we'll come back to that because I'm oh, excited to talk about that. But I so really good. want to talk about, as you were saying, the Wakandan King, Black Panther. Let's talk about the glory of him sprinting down that bloody underground, um, sorry, a tunnel. That's what yeah. that is. Uh, <laughs> That's what that word we're looking for is. Um, His suit was fantastic. What a fantastic yeah. portrayal. His everything was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. You know, yeah. talking about top characters in the movie, Black Panther. Yeah, he's absolutely said, my top character in this movie. Let's, was, let's build a rapport with his, you know, let's have him build rapport with his dad on screen. Like, and even then we know, like, yeah, he go, his dad's going to... Marvel, once again, proving origins, we can do it in a heartbeat. Just like that. Um, see him chatting with his dad. As the audience being, you know, genre savvy and all that, we're looking at, yeah, his dad's going to die. We, we know this to be true. And then they get us to, like, get on board with and really feel for this character with a couple of seconds of dialogue between him and his dad. Yeah, they managed to make me like his dad and invest in his relationship with his dad. And Even though I was sat there going, his dad is not long for this world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
And it's just, oh my god, they, the Russo brothers are amazing at this sort of shit. And, and yeah, I absolutely adored Black Panther because he had... Again, it's, it's what you were saying about um, Palpatine earlier. Mm. We could tell his motivations right from the beginning. It's like, fucking clear. It's like, I do not give a shit about your, you know, Sokovian Accords. I don't give a shit about this, that, or the other. I will kill him myself. I will get revenge. It's, you know, it's a straight-up revenge thing. Yeah, I would watch a film just of Black Panther having to go through multiple super-powered people to get to his, to, to get his revenge. Yeah. Like, it was just sheer passion, hunger and predatory kind of aggression behind his movements. But you didn't blame him one bit. No, like, I, I love Bucky, and he wanted to kill Bucky. Mm. So obviously I didn't want to see him do that, but at the same time I'm like, meh. Oh, I'm, oh. And do you know the other thing? There was never any indicator in that film to say that anyone could have beaten him. Like, he was insanely good. Yeah. Like, no one could touch him. He got unsighted like, a couple of times uh, during, during the, the time who of fight. Um, Steve does like, oh no, it's, it's Bucky that sort of knocks him down onto the ground and when they all go roll, but takes himself out during yeah, the same role. In fairness, Bucky grabbing that motorcycle. Oh, the flip and land. <laughs> yeah, right. That Holy was Christ. Christ. That music of Legolas getting on a horse in two towers. But less stupid. But less stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Equally stupid, just cooler looking. Yeah. 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 Done better. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. It didn't look like he was ripping himself in half through CGI to do it. Oh. Um, Oh, no, I love Lord of the Rings as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was going to say, any, that. Any, they don't even make mention of it. That's what I love about that. It just yeah. happens. It's any like, moment yeah, that like, Legolas is on CGI is, is going to look stupid. It just... You know, Hobbit as well. Hobbit. Yeah. Um, but we're not to talk about those. No, it's um, about this. Yeah, so, I mean, Black Panther, fucking amazing. And what I absolutely adore, because I, I, originally I was like, yeah, this is brilliant. I love him. He's, he's doing great. Mm-hmm. The act is amazing. His plot is amazing. The effects are amazing. His suit is everything. Amazing. Is it Chadwick Boseman? Chadwick that- Boseman, yep. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness me. Oh, and by the way, something I read earlier that, um, uh, what's his name? Um, who's, um, uh, the boxing film Creed. Oh yeah, yeah Michael yeah. B. Jordan. There we go. Michael B. Jordan is rumored to be the villain in Black Panther. Yes, I've heard that too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Rumored. Oh my rumored. god. Well, it's the but same. It's the same director. Lupita Yongo. It's the same. Yongo, I can't say name. Yeah, it's the same director who did Creed. Who's doing Black yeah. Panther as well yeah. as I remember. Yeah. So, yeah. Fuck oh. yes. Oh, for some good Black Panther times. <laughs> but he. He did one thing in this film that completely cemented him mm-hmm. as, um, you know, beyond God tier of great characters. It's amazing. He finds Zemo after all his, you know, rip roaring rampage oh of revenge. God, yes. He finds Zemo. He finds the one responsible for all this shit. Mm-hmm. The man who was behind the killing of his father and brings him in. Doesn't, doesn't kill him. Yeah, he's not going to perpetuate it. Yeah. It's like, you know, hatred, it tore you apart, it tore me apart, it tore them apart, yeah, no longer yeah. let it. He sees, he sees how revenge destroys. Yeah, and it's just like, it stops here. And not only does he say, I'm going to take Zemo in alive, he stops Zemo taking his own life. Mm. Like, he quite easily just sit back. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're going to answer for what you did. And it's just like, holy shit, we've got a hero who isn't all about killing people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I adored that moment. I mean, I was already completely on board with the character because every moment he's on screen, he's oozing charisma and competence. Yeah. And then right at that moment, he's also invested in justice over his own feelings of revenge. And I'm like, yes, 
fucking on board with you. You Brilliant. are awesome. Perfect this is what Batman thing. should be. It's true. For, well, for the last film, anyway. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> he, uh, we're not going there. We don't need to bring others <laughs> no, no, down to but, raise others up. No, no, I'm trying to. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But let's also fa- let's face it. Like Black Panther has not only the, one of the coolest outfits. I mean, he's got um, um, uh, not adamantium. It's a vibranium, 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 vibranium yeah. suit. Yeah. I mean, in claws. the in the claws. Yeah, in the comics, allegedly he can use a device to teleport himself. Which they didn't use in this, but apparently he can. It could come up later. Like he, he is super trained in a fuck ton of martial arts. He was trained like he was, he was given given uh, boarding school um, education. He's been taught by the best minds in the world. Like well, kind of has great scientists. Yeah, and, yeah. Oxford boy, isn't he? Yeah, he. Well, he went abroad to to, to schooling and stuff. I yeah. believe. Um, I don't. I didn't know an, an awful lot about him. So then, once I watched the film, I, I went and looked into him, and I was like, "Holy Christ! I need to write, re- read some Black Panther." Yeah. Like, oh my god, because I'm, I'm not one of those people that will go, "Oh yeah, I always knew he was great." Like, yeah. I, I heard of him, and I, I liked the look of him, but yeah. I didn't really know anything about him. Um, so yeah, like, what an unbelievable entry that we have here as as, a, as an origin, like someone who's not been touched by movies before. Mm-hmm. Like Spider-Man cameo, but he's had thousands of yeah, movies. And we, we like, kind of know what to, to expect from it's him. It's like his Black Panther. He's going to turn up as a debut in a film which is called Captain America: Civil War, which is about these two groups of superheroes that don't include Black Panther. Here he yeah, goes. He's and, just on his own. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's technically, I guess, by association, team, team Iron Man. He sort of did his own thing. Um, yeah, he's also there. Yeah, and I'm wondering if there's a a trend of now actually bringing characters in before their solos because I've also heard the confirmation, the accidental confirmation from the Russos that Captain Marvel will make her first appearance in Infinity War. Makes sense. I'm great. Yeah, we're gonna. Well, that's where they'll need her. Yeah, Yeah. if they're to survive. One thing that's interesting me about the lineup they're putting together, I know Marvel were very invested in getting back the rights to Fantastic Four at one point. Huh. Uh, they haven't. Oh. But if they did, they'd have Reed Richards, along with they've got Tony Stark, mm-hmm. they've got Doctor Strange, now yeah. they have Black Panther. They're putting together, along with an Inhumans movie coming, so maybe a Black Bolt, you know, they are putting together the core of the Illuminati here. Yeah. Those yeah. douchebags. They are. And, <laughs> and then they'll send Hulk into space. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the idea of bringing in the Illuminati to them MCU. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and I think we are uh, talking about how obviously this film ends up. The more I've thought about it, the more I think I'm okay with it now. Um, like, I like the idea that it ended up and they, they weren't all, you know, one big happy family still. But um, it ended on a very Empire note. <laughs> It did, but at the same time, I, I couldn't help, and this is one of my gripes with it, Rhea, and I don't know whether it was a proper gripe, I don't know how they would have done it, but I did kind of feel like someone could have gone at this point. Yeah. I can't help but feel that with these Marvel films, as much as there's like, um, you know, great stuff happening in them with the plots and with the character development, I couldn't help but feel that we could have had someone killed. But, having said close. <laughs> having said that, with the way uh, Black Panther deals with Zemo, yeah, I feel like Civil War. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that would have added a lot of drama. I'm to not it, saying that's right, yeah. though, mate. I'm not saying they should have killed yeah. someone. I'm just saying I can't have a feel the, that could have been enough. The sort of 
I don't know, message sounds like too strong a word, but like the um, the thing with this film being that you you have to live with the consequences of your actions. Yeah, I'll and tell you what did that even more for me. Right, yeah. Quicksilver's death in Ultron added no weight to that movie. It was meaningless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rhodey's rehabilitation, very powerful. Yes, even though they kind of fucked it up because the actor seemed to forget that he was supposed to be injured at the end of the scene because it turns into a bit of a comedy skit when Stan Lee uh, it turns up, yeah. um, <laughs> and he's walking way too easily as he walks off laughing. But the actual rehab scene, you want to talk about living with your consequences. Yeah, it it was more impactful to me that he was crippled than that he had died. Yeah. And and now you get to have every time Vision and yes. Brody are in a room together, Vision's going to be like, "You can't walk because I got a boner." Yeah, yeah. They say, and I love that because Vision is one of those is just the type that questions everything mm-hmm. because he's still young, he's inquisitive, he wants to learn, he wants to be the best he can be, and then he made a call that got one of the people that he's he made an emotional side, call, an emotional call exactly, and look what happened, um, which I think is really strong. So I, I completely uh, now you put it that way, absolutely them living with their consequences. I do really like. I'm not saying it wouldn't have added more drama. I just, I, I, I'm not, I, 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 you could consider that easy. I yeah. get that. I mean, if you think of Empire, for instance, no one dies at the end of Empire, but there's still that weight to it. Yeah. So I suppose in that sense. But then you've also got Hansel and Carbonite. But but there is also yeah. this thing that, like, uh, a comic book movie, sorry, comic books, we know no death is permanent. Unless well, you're we don't know about this one at the moment. We've not had anyone been brought back because no one's been killed. But, <laughs> but with the movies. Bucky. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. All like right. The, the legend of the guy who comes back, there is Bucky right there. Because for, the the for the longest time, for the longest time in comics, the rule was: if you die, yeah. you will come back unless you are Ben or Bucky or Gwen Stacy. Oh no, I meant uh, sorry, Marvel, Marvel Comics. The oh, rule in Marvel Comics was you will come oh, back yeah. to life. Forget Flashpoint with that, by the way. Yeah. Before I get unless, like unless your name is Uncle Ben. Yeah, yeah. Or Gwen Stacy. But Gwen's back she, now. She, she was she was added to the list, but they're all back now. Yeah, and Bucky oh, true. and Gwen are all back. Yeah, I guess Uncle Ben technically counts as coming back multiple times because of all the origins and re- reboots mm. and all that. And Spider Gwen is amazing. Yeah, um, but so the character who hasn't come back now is um, Karen Page from Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, she's the one who died and has never come back. I'm trying to think in terms of the movie. Like, who else? Who's who's died? Movie Ultron. Yeah. Um, who has died in the uh, all of Iron Man? I was going to say Coulson, but he's back in a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. but according to the movies, he's dead. Yeah, but that's come on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's crossing. Crossbones? I mean, yes, admittedly, when you get a three-season run on AMC, you're not really dead. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> there you, go, there you, go. you just you just get a career boost. We, we did it. We did have a death in this film. We had uh, we had Crossbones. Yeah. And, uh, and King T'Chaka. Uh, yeah. And who? King T'Chaka. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Uh, all right. But he wasn't like, I'm talking about like, because we just met him, like, and then he dies. Like, fair enough. Like, he's, that's, that's, I don't know, that's the same as, um, that's an origin story for, yeah. for, for Black Panther. I just, I feel like people die having movies. someone not kill another character, oh, when I, like, I was expecting, I, I, honestly, I outright forgot, probably because it was in Iron Man 3, 
that Tony didn't need the arc reactor to live anymore. Oh yeah, I I, I'd, I'd forgotten that. It becomes so ingrained in me that Tony needs the arc reactor to live. So mm. when Cap rips the arc reactor out of his chest, yeah, I thought, holy fucking shit! They're gonna have Cap kill Iron Man. <laughs> Instead, he's just immobilizing the suit, which yeah. is brilliant if you can do it because that's a heavy ass suit. Yeah, and then you've got that wonderful shot where he drops the shield, and you have Iron Man battered and broken and unmoving oh. in a room where on the floor you've got Bucky's arm, the ruptured uh, Iron Man helmet, and the, sh- and the scarred yeah. um, mm. Captain America all, all, the, all the iconography of those heroes, And it's just their yeah. broken scores yeah. from the ground. Yeah. actually brings me to my favourite thing about the cinematography in this film is they've done it before, but they've really outdone themselves here. The Russos know how to make a shot in a film that looks like a double page spread in a comic yeah. book. Yes. Over and over again, I was sitting there going, that is a splash page. Yeah. And they do that literally. so well. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and, and Zoe would like to add, and the erotic beefcake art of comic books as well. When, oh God, when the place doing his bicep curls with a helicopter, helicopter lift. <laughs> that was pretty. You know what? That made me. That I mean, uh, that's probably an insult now. But that that was like Captain America's Superman moment. You know, it's like the display of. Have you strength, seen the? Have you seen the, in the interview with Chris Evans about that? He hurt himself doing that, didn't he? Yeah, he, there's he actually wants, a thing there, isn't it? Yeah, and he wanted to do it topless. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he should have done it topless. He wanted that to be shirt- so good. He wanted to be shirtless, and they were like, nah. <laughs> nah. yeah, but he put that much effort into looking like that. I don't blame him. Yeah. That's why I still think Ben Affleck did that in the Batman v Superman thing because he was like, "Look, I put all the work in. Oh, I, I just, I, I just know I'm going to be rewatching that scene again and again and again." <laughs> just, God damn, that fucking gun show was the best I've just, ever seen. There are just gifs of it online now. I, I'm well aware of this, Mr. Paperman. <laughs> Very well aware of this. <laughs> Intimately aware of this. But it's um, it's. Yeah, so I mean, they all got their their dues. They all had their moment, and absolutely, Simon. There are there are splash play, pages aplenty. Um, uh, like I can think of a whole bunch just off the top of my head. But I'm just thinking that the fight between Bucky Cap and Tony, yeah, is told almost entirely in half page and double page spreads and splash pages. Every yeah. shot of that belongs as a big panel. There's a big section that's just a static shot of the, the back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back mm. and forth, where no one's quite got... It almost seems like in the trailer where it only plays for like a second, it looks like Cap and Bucky just doing a beat down on Iron Man. Which was awesome. But that when you amazing. watch it, it's no one's getting the upper hand. Yeah, because he's... That, that's, again, I, I, I in a way, it kind of made me root for Iron Man a bit because they... He is they, the underdog. He's the underdog because they, they're both against him. It's two against one. And again, with that, you're right, Simon, with that 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 kind of description of it being the, the whole page spread or whatever. Like, there's that bit where Bucky is, is, is doing what Cap says and is trying to get away from him. And he's jumping up that silo kind of thing. He's doing his Super Mario jumps from one to the other. And there's an angle of, of Iron Man just looking up uh, so you can imagine him sort of taking up the bottom corner of the page, looking up at this sort of uh, this silo as Bucky is desperately trying to get away from him. Um, oh man, that confrontation was excellent. It yeah. was excellent, and you know what? I'm going to say it. Um, the whole uh, uh, case mission, the the, the case um, that occurred in 1991, they 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 they're very clever. 
they were very clever in how they did that in the sense that they showed that car driving down that dark road before credits before anything before the marvel logo they showed you that car yes that foreshadowing and reveal were really really well done so silly so and, and also it's like we know we know what that is well no but that, that's the thing i said i turned around to you in the cinema and was like oh holy fuck yeah. yeah like we were saying earlier in the podcast we went and saw uh, the first two before yeah. this one, and I even saw the um, um, it's, uh, it's Ar- Stark's Kilvin Kilvin it's, it's car Arnim Zola, it's, it's Arnim Zola saying, um, yeah. "What's it called? Accidents will happen." Yeah, and it's and it's specifically it's Howard Stark and his. Yeah. Wife. I, it just, I don't even know. If it's it basically shows the newspaper thing, and it has like the Hydra image coming up on it, basically massively implying that Hydra were the ones. We, we that know, made so that we happen. know that Hydra made that happen, and it's then followed by a shot of. Did Alex is saying Martha sniping someone. Yeah. Martha, yes. <laughs> uh, it's not Martha. It's oh, not no, no, Martha. I'm, sorry. I'm just taking that. It's, her name was Martha. Oh, okay. I, I think it is um, an M. I think it's Maria Stark and yeah. Howard Stark. Marilyn. Or... But she, she's, she, she is a superhero's mother and she is dead, therefore her name is Martha. <laughs> Isn't it weird how we had two superhero films of, of, of them fighting each other with it ending with mother love? Mother lover. Like. Yeah. Only one is done so well. <laughs> also, I do, I do love as well the the the, the shot. But as I was saying, yeah, um, Bucky doing the sniper shot. Yeah. But it's obviously some sort of political assassination. Yeah. So they don't outright say in Civil War Bucky was the one that killed the Starks. Mm-hmm. But it is heavily implied. We know yeah. Hydra's behind it, and we know Bucky is their chief assassin. But they they they've shown that car a few times, and they keep mentioning that what happened in 1991. And then you have Iron Man showing up. Waving his white flag, he's like, and this it was this is expert screenwriting here because it then makes you think, oh okay, like he's going to wave the flag. The three of them are now there, no. and they're going to take on the extra Winter Soldiers. And you go in that room, and they're all dead. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait, what? Wait. Yeah. what? And then it's and then it is it's just revealed to you. You thought I wanted more of you? Yeah. Oh my and god! Then, and then it's just the look on his face, and then start fucking clicks he's a smart man he knows what's fucking happened here yeah and it and then the cap's just like no wait fucking don't and then it's too late the mask is down iron man's already thrown a punch and then it erupts into this desperate battle that it is it, just fueled by emotion it's, like he's not thinking yeah and oh my and it's, God. Such a, it's such a clever thing from zemo's perspective because his motivation is turn the avengers against one another yeah have them rip each other apart yeah and it would have been very easy for him to do that by he's you know behind all this thing you won't be able to get to me I'm behind all this this glass and steel. Mm-hmm. It would have been so easy for him to just read from the book, uh, mind wipe mm-hmm. um, uh, Bucky again, yeah, have him fight them. Mm-hmm. Like okay, that's quite obviously what what's going to happen here after after you've seen the, the the tanks full of the extra Winter Soldiers that are all dead. And you're like oh that's not what's going to happen. Oh he's behind this. Oh he's going to make Bucky fight them. Nope. Okay. Nope. I'm going to make Iron Man fight you. Yeah. It, I, I don't even have to mind control him. I'm going to let him do it all of his own free will, his yeah. own choice. Like, want to kill holy him. shit, is that yeah. powerful. It's great. It's really, really and decent Those work. shots, the CCTV, it's all, it's, it looks like it was filmed in 1991. It's yeah. that slightly yellow tint to it from the street yeah. lamp. The, 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 the slightly bad quality of the foot. Oh my God. And it's so brutal. It is a, a phenomenal fight. It's, it, and it's to the point where you can, you can see that Iron Man, obviously in his rage, is making mistakes. You can see 
Cap desperately trying to stop him. Like he grabs him by the foot at one point and brings his shield down on, onto one of his propulsion things yeah. on, his, on his boot so he can't fly as well. So it evens the playing field. Somewhere. And it's the, it's the thing of Tony's not going for incapacitating shots. He's going for kills. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're rocking out. I'm eyeballing it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love. It's a complete that, contrast. That was a great bit. A complete contrast to the very beginning, or near the beginning, when Bucky blatantly goes for a kill shot on Stark. Like, yeah. he pulls his gun and he points it at, at his face, and it just happens that he has his. His wristwatch Iron Man thing, yeah, corner thing, ready to go and blocks the bullet. And the look on his face is like, you nearly fucking shot me, yeah. Like, I thought we were on the same page exactly. Now. And it's completely flipped by the end of the film. Yeah, um, I like Friday in this film as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think you I like it. the more it's like I'm saying. The more I think about this film, the more I like it because you just uncover so many different layers. I think one thing I didn't like was, and we spoke about this briefly, mm-hmm. didn't we, Jack? Was, and I think it's a little bit of a shame considering how important that, as I, as I was saying earlier, Agent Carter's funeral is very important for Cap's story arc. Yes, yes. Jenna did point out that actually, yes, we did have a very important character death in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We, that's very true. But also, that happens, then he gets on her granddaughter. <laughs> yeah like, I, like next scene yeah <laughs> it was basically my review it's it quite eerie actually because my review coming out was it granddaughter it's grandniece grandniece, grandniece yeah. sorry it's grandniece. not quite as creepy I guess yeah. um <laughs> it's still fucking creepy don't He's get me wrong 40s. <laughs> um but yeah it was, my, it was my review coming out of the film the first time was actually almost word for word um Zoe's review on Tumblr of the film like it, it was actually that kiss served no purpose. Man, I, they actually made me like Ant-Man. Yeah. Th- you, in the car on the way back, I think those were my exact words. So I was yeah. like, and then I saw Zoe's review was that, and I was like, huh, yeah, I feel vindicated. Yeah, there was, a, there was the line going into the movie that they teased, you know, there's an unexpected kiss in this movie. And at the time, I remember Zoe saying, I know two things about this kiss. One, it'll be heterosexual, and two, it'll disappoint me. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and she was right on both counts. To give them their dues, it was unexpected in the sense of, why was that there? Yeah, it, it was unexpected for me too, because I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I did not expect that. That I mean, they, they'd sort of been setting it up from Winter... I mean, very, very minorly setting it up from Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, but when he... The options of the people he could have kissed in this film. Yeah, right. And here's where I have to throw in the little bit of... I, when I looked at Go it, I went, okay, that, that was a completely pointless kiss. And then my inner cynic jo- dropped in, and I was like, oh, God, I hope it isn't the case that it's not necessarily completely pointless if it is there to completely block out, canonically speaking, those people that do... The, the Stucky shippers. If it's or, there to sink the ship. Because, or indeed, um, Steve and Sam, or a three-way you know, romance thing going on there. And I know that sounds kind of a bit of a weird fan wanky thing to say, but... But no, it's absolutely that, the kind of thing that you hear of as studio interference. Absolutely. And what really lends it credence is, not only do they kiss, but they kiss in full... In front of, of both Bucky and Sam. Who both give their approval with the nods and the smile. So it's like, hey, it's okay. They're okay with this. They can't be that romantically involved with, with Cap. 
And it really, it's not just me, you know, me, me being fan wanky and, oh, they sank my ship. Like, I don't give a shit. That's what fan fiction's for. Um, but it really is a bit of a shitty move if that is the case. And it may just be being super cynical. Um, but I felt it just sort of kicked in as this little dark, intrusive thought after the fact. Going, no, I totally I, got that feeling as well. I hope it was just pointless and stupid because the alternative is, is worse, if you know what I mean. Um, so that was, that was just my thinking afterwards. Um, afterwards, I just thought, well, maybe Cap is uh, just on the fact that it actually happened was, oh, I guess he's feeling kind of vulnerable this guy who i don't even think it's that because like he was he was clearly interested actually interested in in her in winter soldier that's true um and then the the parting words between i think it's actually yeah the parting words between him and um black widow in winter soldier are you know do me a favor call that nurse and you know so it's left on the thing of you should definitely hook up with sharon yeah um yeah it didn't come completely out of left field Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm I, not I, saying, I didn't I'm, actually make that connection of her being a nurse. Yeah, because she's... Oh, yeah, 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 fair enough. I also can't entirely hate it because it means we get more um, Agent 13 in the film, and I fucking love Agent 13. Yeah. I think she's brilliant. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, the... It's, it also does a very interesting narrative thing for the movie, having Peggy die. Yeah. Because... Very similarly to um, Simon, the the, uh, the new vampire, the Requiem or Masquerade equivalent mm. game. It's your it's, last attachment to the time that you were. It yeah. is Steve's. It is one of Steve's last three touchstones. Mm. Is the only three things he has left from the forties is Peggy, Bucky, and the Shield. Ah, four. Because Captain America has faith in that, you know, he's he's fighting for America's uh, like, um, you know, righteousness and honor and and whatever and and well being, and then uh, the American government turns on him in yeah. the second one, so he loses that. He's lost. Well. He's lost that. But by, by by this film, all he's got left is Peggy Bucky and the Shield, yeah. and he, by the end of this film, he will have none of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in a, in a real way he has to leave all four behind in this movie yeah because he's abandoning the Sokovia Accord so he's abandoning his uh alignment with America yeah yeah he loses Peggy mm-hmm. he loses Bucky sort of in, yeah. in the way that he lost Bucky before you know <laughs> gone yeah. but not forgotten yeah. and and the shield he loses all four in the run of this movie and it really hammers it like when you're thinking yeah but you know, would Cap really sacrifice all of his ideals for Bucky? Like, I get that they're really good friends, they're war buddies, they think they're right. Would he sacrifice all of these ideals for the Greek? Because Cap, in the comic, still thinks he's right by the end of it, but still surrenders and, you know, says, for the, for the look. because he says, I may be in the right, mm. but it is not worth killing each other and causing yeah. all this pain and suffering just to prove the point that I'm right. He gets the moral high ground on And I'm like, would he still, you know, just, just, just for Bucky, one person and all that sort of stuff? Mm. And then you realise that Bucky is basically all he's got left. Yeah. With Peggy gone, Bucky is all he has left. And you're like, oh shit, now that really hammers home exactly what he would be feeling in this case. And I suppose that, I mean, like with the, with the shield, I mean, obviously like his, it's kind of, it's quite emotional when you don't, you didn't get really a lot, a lot of time given to when Bucky goes back on ice or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of done through montage and stuff, isn't it? But when he drops the shield, I mean, I loved that Tony Stark's sort of 
desperate clawing of trying to to to, to be right. That shield, like, doesn't, belong that shield doesn't belong to you. My father made that shield, and he, he just drops it. And it's just like the look on his face. Does that mean that Captain America is now nomad? Because that isn't that what he is now when he when he because it goes in exile. I swear there was a storyline where he no longer is Captain America. Well, I'm, I'm not... He loses his rank. He's not a captain Well, anymore. that's true. He's not a captain anymore. So he's a nomad and he doesn't have a shield. Well, I'm guessing he'll have a shield because he's now teaming up with Panther. Yeah, they've so got plenty of... He's got a vibrating... Yeah. They have like a, yeah. have like a yeah. phase, phaser shield as well at one point, which is like made of energy or something. Probably. Yeah, he has, yeah. He has a, uh, a gadget shield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, that's pretty cool. So he's lost that 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 touchstone. Um, where was I going with that? There was another another. So what cat cat's lost essentially? Yeah, um, there's actually quite a cute reference to that in Agents of Shield. That losing of touchstones, because of course, inevitably, once the movie's out, the show makes a reference to it. Yeah, and there's a scene with Coulson watching the news report of Captain Steve Rogers going a wall and missing, and he's oh. <laughs> it's always a news report. Yep, and he turns to May and it's like, Peggy Carter, Steve Rogers, they were my heroes growing up. They were there for the start of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I have a feeling here we are at the end of it. Mm. So Coulson's losing his touchstones as well. And it's like, it's, it's like us, you know, when, when Bowie died, when, when, when Nimoy died, la- died last year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all these, we're losing these, these tangible links we have to a great past and a great a plethora of stories and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, so the stories still there. We're losing that. You know, cheer up, Coulson. We've got the Infinity Wars to come, so that <laughs> means we're going to get sword. <laughs> well, at first, I thought that um, Coulson was disappointed in Steve, uh, and I was like, that doesn't quite fit with his character. But I was pleased later in the episode. Uh, they're trying to get his shield, which is now sort of non-governmental, but they're trying to bring it on board for the Sokovian Accords and get them to sign up with it. And they say to him, it's good enough for the Avengers. And he just grins and goes, not all of them. Nah. Do you think we're going to get Sword? Do you know what Sword is? Like, I would love to get Sword. Yeah. That'd be amazing. It'd we'll be see. an interesting direction Pretty. for the show yeah. to go in. Yeah. How are we going to get space in Marvel Cinematic Universe at the moment? It's already there. Yeah. You've got, you've got Guardians, Guardians of the, of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, the like, are we going to have Black Widow and Cap up there? Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel? Miss Marvel? Marvel Captain? Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah, about how they, this is what I mean. How are they going to survive in space? <laughs> Captain <laughs> Marvel doesn't need anything to survive in space. She just goes into space. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's, I'm, I'm sure America needs. I'm sure Wakanda, Wakanda will get something. Yeah. They are the most technologically advanced nation on the face of the planet. What did Help. you think of the massive Panther? I Why liked not? it. Yeah. yeah, why not have giant statues? America's got a giant lady with a spiky crown and a fireball. Were they in the Panther or were they looking at the Panther? They, they were, were looking, looking at it. They were looking. It, at yeah. it, I, I liked it in the thing of the only parts of Wakanda we get to see are inside the lab and then jung- bit of jungle and this giant fucking statue. Because yeah, it's it's in the middle of us. It's a it's a, it's a subtropical nation. There's there's rainforest, pl- mm. you know, plentiful rainforest everywhere. There's yeah. this rich culture of the the um, uh, the panther god and all that stuff, but also on lone Egyptian gods. Yeah, it's a big I mean, it, it makes perfect sense to me that they would have that giant monument. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, I, I liked that there was a big panther. It it sort of reminded me of there is one man who is making a, a monument to Crazy Horse uh, <laughs> in response to Mount Rushmore. 
Huh. And he's he's it, it's been in progress since 1948. Wow. Right. And and it's nowhere near done. But the idea that you know just a lone person can have that much dedication to something. If you've got a nation of people who are actually invested in it, yeah, you would put something together like that very quickly and easily. Yeah. And it, it is that Mount Rushmore. It is that Statue of Liberty. It is that Crazy Horse Memorial. It is that figurehead of the nation's ideals. Yeah. And that's beautiful. But also, like, our big one shot of Wakanda is cryo labs and shiny future tech and it's such a tease because it's like this is what you're gonna get with black panther yeah and it is that wonderful the last line we get from panther in the movie (coughs) the let them come yeah i was like oh yes um oh I'm, i'm so looking forward to it this is interesting though with black panther are they gonna be there or are we gonna go back like how? What? Is where, it going to take place in Wakanda? Yeah. Like, is it going to take? No. I mean, is it going to take place after Civil War? I assume so. But they won't. They all be there. Who cap? And, yeah. Well, I guess Bucky will just be there. In we know that um, Sebastian stands on on contract for like a shitload more movies. He's so much for Will they be involved? Well, you mean, like in the film? Yeah, because I, I, I took the ending of the Civil War to be that. That's where they're going to hang out now. Yeah. Well, Bucky lives in Wakanda now, so. I mean, that's where his bed is. His, oh, his giant cold bed. Cat's going to be Cats, on the run. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I, I guess if you're on the run, the best place you could go would basically be Wakanda. Because it's like, come diplomatic and get me. Diplomatic immunity. It's not even that. It's just like, even if they didn't have diplomatic immunity, you're like, come and get me. Yeah. What are you going to do? They can't <laughs> find it. Like, A, they can't get in. B, once you get in, all right, here's my new best buddy. Black Panther. And you know what? With, with, with the introduction of Wakanda, like, I can't remember if this is... I don't know if I'm right on this or not. I could be wrong. But I swear that Wakanda has quite a lot of connections to the Savage Land with all the dinosaurs that you always saw in X-Men and shit. <laughs> um, do you remember that? I do remember it. I'm not sure what, if there was a link. Um, I just, I just I hope there is. because there was. All I remember the Savage Lands is that time that we got a Venom symbiote um, Symbiote, symbioted T-Rex from the yes. Savage Lands. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah, so that's all I remember. Like, man, all we need is that. Um, and Deadpool it's, riding. Isn't Red it's, Devil from the Savage Land? Yeah, I think so. I don't know, exactly. But anyway, that's probably owned by Fox, right? Because it's X-Men. What, Savage Lands? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll but anyway, see. I thought that was a cool thing. I, I don't expect it to be huge scale Savage Lands craziness. No, I don't think so because, either. Because um, I know Kevin Feige has said it will be a geopolitical drama. Ooh. It's, it's going to be a very different feel of film. And uh, what the director's name, Kugler. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Kugler? Kugler? Ryan, yes. yeah. Uh, he said that it, you know, I, I was reading an interview and he said it sort of sounds crazy given that it's in this huge universe and everything crosses over, but this feels like my most personal movie to date. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <coughs> cool. So that guy's so, really good. Oh, he's really good. Because if that's his most personal movie to date, fucking hell, because Creed is, is like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's an emotional goddamn... Well, punch-up. And the guy, the guy that's written Black Panther as well like is like multi-award winning as well. Like he's a really highly acclaimed uh, African American writer. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's going to be top notch. 
Absolutely. I think this is one thing we have definitely walked away from being like, oh my God, cannot wait for Black Panther. <laughs> cannot wait. But I think we all knew that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I somehow knew that he was going to be amazing. Ah. Oh. So Rob, to, about, hmm? to answer your question on the Savage Land, the Savage Land is in the Arctic Circle. Oh, so nowhere near Wakanda. No. <laughs> Interestingly, the writer has not done a lot prior to this. Not film, no. He's, um, he's done a lot of... Uh, I think he's like a journalist, I think. I could be wrong. It well, was- however, what he has done immediately before this, that is probably where he's picked up more than one of those awards, is The People versus O.J. Simpson. That's the one. Oh, wow. That's the one. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't think of that. But yeah, really, he interestingly, that. he's also been announced, and I don't, this can't be true. I'm looking at his IMDb page. He's announced as the writer on Black Panther and in Humans, which yeah. I'm all about. Right. But also, the movie adaptations of Mask, Mobile Armored Strike Command. That's <laughs> Awesome. We were just talking about that. And uh-huh. Visionaries, The Knights of the Magical Light. Yeah. Did you not know about visionaries? Oh, right. This is really. Oh, no, weird. I knew that one, which is really yeah. weird because Rob and I were having this discussion earlier when we saw the the trailer for the Angry Birds movie on TV. Yeah, and I'm like, man, all it takes to make a movie now, you just need to buy uh, some sort of intellectual property, yeah. and then we're like, right. as we often say on this show. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, right, Rob, we need to sit down and think of all the intellectual properties we can think of, which are probably not that expensive. Yeah, that we, you could get hold of. And we were make. like, there's, there was Mask came up, Denver the Last Dinosaur, Boglins, Monsters yeah. in Your Pocket, Mos- yeah. uh, Street, Sharks. Street Sharks, Extreme Dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like I a new of version of the producers. Yeah, I didn't think of Visionaries, though. Oh, yeah, but that's, that's on its way. Yeah. Damn, I Cinematic Universe is galore. Centurions. Ooh. People that turned into bikes and cars. Okay. It's like Transformers, but they're humans. And they yeah. Go, what the actual fuck? The Hollywood Reporter has reported has, uh, Hasbro and Paramount are coming together to create a movie universe that combines Mask with G.I. Joe, yeah. Uh, yeah. Micronauts, yeah. Visionaries, yeah. and Rom. Yeah, Rom in what's it, Rom Space Knight or something? And yeah, he's also been announced as the writer of that. What the fuck is continuous happening? Continuous Hasbro Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the Hasbro Cinematic Universe. This is what, this is what the, brought us onto this topic of conversation. This is a thing that is happening. Yeah. 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 And it's this, been written by amazing people. This is a conversation we were having earlier, and I was like, ha ha, lol, this is going to be quite funny. Yeah. And then you announce that he's writing it like, Jesus, how do you go from People vs. O.G. Simpson to... Being in charge of the, the visionaries movie, I can yeah. only think lots and lots of money. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, but I mean, I, someone at Hasbro must have gone. We need someone to write our visionaries movie. Who do we get? A visionary. Ah, uh, that's, that's not. Um, no, it's not what that means. That's not what in happened in the context. context. <laughs> no, yeah, no. <laughs> I think what they said was they basically just write notes on money and pass it to each other. Yeah, read them, then set it on fire. Yes, to, to light a cigar yeah. made of money. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh no, it's, we can't, we can't have our notes uh, being read for um, confidential, you know, yeah, stuff. So absolutely, got to set fire to this money now. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> what the fuck are we? I mean, so civil war. Where do we go from money? Where do we go from here? We had uh, we had two two uh, stingers. Oh yeah, let's talk about let's talk about post credit then. Yeah, Hasbro are making a cinematic universe. 
We're moving, well, yes, we're Simon, moving, we're moving, moving on. on. Deal You're with, moving we, on. We all have to deal with it. <laughs> we all have to live Why in this, can't you? We all have to live in this crazy world now. You've had some time to get over the shock. That's I true. I knew, I've known about this for a week, and I'm still here. Barely. Yeah. Okay, you guys move on. I'm going to sit here and absorb this knowledge. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, right. um, yeah, okay, Stiggins. What was our first thing? Or I forgot. I just thought of something. Oh god! If we got a Hasbro <laughs> Hasbro cinematic universe and a DC cinematic universe <gasps> and a Marvel cinematic universe, do you reckon Warcraft is going to be the first step in the Blizzard cinematic universe? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> oh, very cool. Which yeah, while, be, while we got our foot in the door, which means that we could get a Warcraft Starcraft crossover movie. Oh wow! Yeah, let's put it out there. D and D Dungeons and Dragons has got a director. They're, 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 that's going to be a thing as well. Man, I, you know what? Because that first Dungeons and Dragons movie went so well, and the second, <laughs> and the third. Oh, they made sequels. Yeah, oh, man. Jesus. Dungeons and Dragons three, the Book of Vile Darkness, was something that I could not stop watching. Wait, the Book of Vile Darkness? Yeah, as, a- in, as in the three point five. But that's uh, a book. But, yeah, but in the, in, in, in the in the film, it is a it's a narrative device. Okay, well, it is also a narrative device. It, it's a magic item yeah. in the fucking game as well. Yeah, well that'd be really confusing because it's it's also a source book. So like you can imagine <laughs> It is a horrible source book. Is the new is the new Dungeons and Dragons film gonna be called Monster Manual. <laughs> yeah, Monster Manual too. It just works. Yeah, yeah. Dungeon Dungeon Master's Guide. Yeah. DMG. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Anyway we, uh, can, we can tangle a D and D cinematic universe, no problem. Yeah, let's make it I would really love that. Can you imagine I'm looking forward to D and D the book of erotic fantasy. Yes. Uh, blue blue magic. magic. Yeah. yeah. Blue magic. Also Hasbro are making a cinematic <laughs> universe. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like that. If we had, if we had Eberron, yeah, because you got forgotten. Ravenloft, yeah, Ravenloft spinoff, yeah. Greyhawk, which would be kind of boring, I guess. Anyway, there were stingers at the end of this movie. There were uh, stingers. There, there were two of them. One of them was what was the first one? First was uh, Steve in Wakanda and yeah, Bucky Bucky. getting his. Oh, that was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. Being being rather relaxed actually about being put in a giant fridge. You'd think he'd have some sort of. You know, he had his arm missing as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, a lot exactly. of practice. Yeah, they weren't okay. able to replace his arm. Oh, well, they will do. They'll just make him one out of vibranium. There'll be one there. Oh, my God, yeah, it will be one. It'll be better, because it'll be... Was this first one not? I think probably not, considering it was put together in the Cold War. Yeah, it was probably made of adamantium, but they weren't allowed to say adamantium. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fox on the right now it's going to have Wakandan technology. That's going to be so much better. Yeah. So he's going to be put together with, yeah, compare vibranium technology to Soviet technology in yeah. the 40s. Um, I've learned vibranium, vibranium is actually better as a defensive thing than adamantium, yeah. apparently, because it, it stops all kinetic energy. Yeah. And reflects it. Which yeah. is mostly what he's using his arm for in Civil War, exactly, deflecting yeah. shots and protecting yeah. himself. Whereas adamantium sure does attack power or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's our first thing is Steve in Wakanda with Black Panther with Bucky Bucky going into the deep freeze yeah Steve saying they'll come for you because you're sheltering me yeah um, and Panther saying let, let them come, come. Oh, awesome yeah <laughs> and after the credits we also get Spider-Man finding that Stark has left him a little present yeah I don't think uh, he got a light he got a Spider-Man light like the torch I had when I was a kid yeah, but it's got like loads of different bits of info and whatnot. It looks like it's got. Oh, is that um, what it was? It like, looks like schematics. Are, it looks like what they are is all like different headings. They're like different folders. So oh. presumably he's now got loads of extra little toys that oh. can turn up in the next in the next Spider-Man film. The you know, the like new Spider-Man film. Webbing. Yeah, all the different types of web. Yeah, like uh, fire web. Why not? You know what? <laughs> Why the fuck not? 
Um, so he does, make electric, he does make electro web. He does, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and that was our, our stingers. So, you know, what was, you know what's weird about that? We didn't get a stinger where Thanos shuffles or yeah. whatever. Like he has been, been the next one. He's part of the glove. Fine, I'll well, do it myself. He's, he, no, so, first, first, right, he's, yeah. first he's stood up. So that, no, no, first he, he turned his head slightly and grinned. Grinned, yeah. Which I loved, by the way. Yeah. I thought that was that, ultra menacing. Yeah. Brilliant. Cool. Then it kind of got ruined yeah. by him then opening a drawer mm. and putting a glove on and going, mm. fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. I actually like the look of Thanos more from the end of Avengers than, I, than he is at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, he looks slightly different, I think. He seems less threatening. I think Josh talking. Brolin wasn't yet playing him. Uh, I think that's probably what it was. But then but. it seems to be that like, in the space of those, I think there were four movies between those two stingers, yeah. he turned his head and then opened a drawer. So like, Aye. he moves at a glacial fucking pace as our yeah, fans. but he's so neat here, is he? He's got to be here infinity. soon. The, the infinity he's like, like Pratchett's yeah. description of a golem chasing you from the Discworld. Yeah. He may not move quickly, but he does not sleep. He does not 24 sleep. hours a day at four miles an hour covers a lot of ground. Yeah. Um... He moves at a glacial pace, but at that. But having said that, you know, Infinity Wars and next year, Thanos, you've only got like Ragnarok and well, Guardians Two. He's going to be making his presence known by now, surely. Yeah, I think in Guardians Two, he's going to be a big problem. Um, he'll have to do something in a in a stinger for Ragnarok to have any kind of, you know, impact in the beginning of uh, Infinity Wars. Yeah. Uh, unless the first part of Infinity Wars is leading up to him turning up and he's like there in the last couple of minutes and saying... They've, they've got two movies. Yeah, exactly. Which is, they could quite easily... He'll show, up, he'll show up, he'll kill Kurt Russell, who's in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I really look forward really? to. Yeah. He's playing um, Star Wars Dad, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, so. Star Wars Pa. Is that confirmed? Because I know that was the rumour. It is confirmed, I think. Also, it's James Gunn. And James Gunn, I think, loves Kurt Russell. Who doesn't love Kurt Russell? That's true. That's Walt true. Disney. Yeah, he hates him. No. <laughs> it was his last words. I know. He was like, what was it again? Well, at the time, Kurt Russell was like the, the new up-and-coming teen heartthrob. That was it, yeah. And all like, you know, very young actor. And Walt Disney wrote his name on a piece of paper. That's it, yeah. And died. Yeah. So people think, oh, you should say Kurt Russell will be the next big thing. I personally think he was trying to tell people that Kurt Russell had killed him. Yeah. As the, the American hero, like, you know, swinging in. Yeah. No, no, it poisoned him. Had foiled his plan for New York City to become a prison. I don't think, I don't think, Kurt, I don't think Walt Disney was the, the one behind Escape from New York in, in terms of like. We've already established earlier in this episode, there's a lot of things about Walt Disney that we just didn't know. <laughs> yes, very true. Um, moving on, moving on. Thanos. So yes, Thanos will be around soon, but he's not really done anything. He didn't have any mention in this film. No, I think that's good though. It's a very human film. Yeah, we didn't need more in that film. I think any more may have tipped the balance. Yeah. Um, So... We'll he did like put on his coat if there'd been another one. Yes. He's put, put on his, put his, put his walking boots. Yeah, yeah. Or, or picked up his keys or something. <laughs> no, left for a bit. And then <laughs> left goes to his car and goes, 
Oh, <laughs> realizes he's left his keys, yeah. walks back. The next thing is him going back and unlocking the car. Yeah, because and he forgets his keys because you know Thanos is always trying to to make himself fail so that he'll die and yeah. go to see death. Yeah. So we actually made that. Oh, is that what he like, no, that's not. He Ken, wants to kill that, everyone. No, no, then. That, sure. Well, yeah, that, but Thanos is like all these superpowers. Are, but Thanos' weakness is that he, underneath it all, wants to fail. He wants to die. Thanos' super weakness yeah, is... Yeah, but he wants to take everyone with him first. If he can. Yeah. But basically, Thanos' weakness is that he wants to lose. Mm. Which is kind of a very bad... It's a crippling uh, super weakness. Mm. Um, but yeah, so... We've, what, what have we got next? What's the next MCU movie to... Doctor Strange is next. It is... Oh, oh, fucking, yeah, it's Doctor Strange. Guardians 2. Rag- What's the next movie that's worth watching? Guardians 2. Oh, guys. I'm still going to watch it. So, Ragnarok. Oh, yes, yeah. Ragnarok's going to be great. Yeah, Ragnarok is the next movie worth watching. Can we find me some threats to the gods that, uh, that reign in Asgard? That's going to be great. Well, we're going to see some crazy goat skull having blind Heimdall having naked orgies. Yeah, we're going to have Idris Elba. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, Idris Elba, I could watch Idris Elba just sit quietly in a corner for two hours. I'd rather we talk about something. Hey, that'd be a bonus. Mm. Speaking of Idris Elba, have you seen the pictures of him as the gunslinger? <gasps> yes. Oh, God, I can't believe I've not mentioned anything. Yeah, like, oh my that's going to be great. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I've not, I've not read them, but I know an awful I've lot read, about them. I've read the first from... And my cat has decided to say hello. Hello, <laughs> kitty! <laughs> How rude. Yeah, I've read the first three books. They are very good. And it's pissing off racists, which is wonderful. Absolutely yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Who's, who's starring alongside him? Was it? Is it Fassbender or there's, there's another there was, name? There was another name attached to it that I, I was over the moon about, um, considering it was Elba and. I yeah. know. Oh, I think Fassbender because of the Assassin's Creed trailer. I was right. about to say. Speaking of Fassbender, anyone watch yeah. this? <laughs> I I actually kind of like the look of it. Like the, the only thing is, it kind of looked like a massive fan film. Like yeah. the, the, the title, I don't know what it was, but the font and the title, I just thought you basically, that is just the, the cover of a game you've just shown us here. Um, the, um, the, the dive, the jump from the building. Yeah. Practical effect. Yeah. So is that a real Assassin's Creed uh, leap of faith? Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Matthew McConaughey. That's the one I fucking Matthew love. Matthew McConaughey's in, in the Dark Tower films, and so is um, so is Jackie Earl Haley. Hmm. There we go. Excellent. Well, we've got a lot to look forward to. Um. Oh, and also, whilst we're just talking about just wrapping up now, I'm thinking, but like another bit of cool news. I think it's quite cool, anyway. Uh, a Booster Gold film has been confirmed for DC Cinematic. Really? Yes. Boost the gold. Boost the gold. It's a weird yeah. direction to go in. I think it's a great direction to go in. I think in. it's a great direction. It means it's going to be lighthearted and fun. Hopefully. Unless they make it a gritty boost the gold. Yeah. Don't count on it. This yeah. is DC. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's a good decision they've made because it's essentially, it looks like DC going, you know what? Fuck it. Let's, let's just, just do it. Like, let's play like we got a pair. Let's, uh, <gasps> let's do this. I've just realised. You, did you guys see what Nathan Fillion's doing in the Marvel Cinematic world? No. Uh, no? <gasps> I, did, I did. I can't remember, though. I think it's 
Power Man, I think that's his name. He's a, he's a superhero who uh, quit being a superhero to become an Power actor. Man's Luke Cage. Not Power, sorry, that's Luke Cage, sorry. I, I was going to say, there's a couple uh, of problems with this. Yeah, uh, one, he's, he's already cast. Simon Williams, who plays a who is who is a superhero, like he's an East Coast kind of superhero in the Marvel, and that's in Gog too. Can you look that up, please? Because that's going to kill. He's he's Wonder Man. Wonder Man, not Power Man. Wonder Man, yes, Wonder Man, who is he's a being uh, of ionic power. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. But he he's been seen on posters on a lot of the up and coming Marvel stuff. Um, uh, in like films and stuff, he's playing Tony Stark in a biopic in, in the in, cinematic universe. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's great. In, isn't it? in in the Marvel universe, Wonder Man is a Hollywood actor. Yeah, yeah, he's a superhero to, to to be an actor, huh. and he gets really fed up with everywhere. All the people come and see him for like for press releases and things like that, and like he's trying to promote his, promote his new film, and they're like, oh. Uh, Simon, Mr. Williams, uh, when are you going to get back in the costume? He's like, I'm not getting back in the costume. I want to be taken seriously from my acting. He, he, like, is, oh, he is the Booster Gold. <laughs> Basically, I did wonder why they didn't cast Nathan Fillion as Booster Gold in Venice, but probably a bit too old. Oh. No, 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 I mean, it's not. Booster Gold would be, no, do, do you know what would be amazing with Booster Gold if he was like a down and out like alcoholic who used to be Booster Gold? God, that would be depressing. Then, 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 then gets his, his jazz back on and becomes Booster Gold once again. No? I don't know. I'm not, I don't know enough about Booster Gold. To I don't know an awful lot about him. I just know he's like a cheesy kind of cosmic kind of superhero that zooms around in rockets and shit. And he's from the future. The interesting thing about Wonder Man, he starts off as a villain. Yeah. Nathan yeah, Fillion's, Fillion's parents were called Bob and Cookie. <laughs> And that bread greatness. Yep. Anyway, um, fantastic. So, okay. Overall, then, Civil War. How would we rate it? Good. Not. Perfect. I say. A, I say a solid seven out of ten. Okay. I I probably go as far as as an eight. I'd give it eight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably it's, nearer a seven. It's it's yeah. good. It's a lot of fun. It's one of those things. It works only because of the new flavour of filmmaking that the cinematic universe represents. Yeah. As a standalone movie, or even as the third part in a trilogy, I don't think it works. Yeah. Yeah. But as a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've long given up waiting for, like, characters, all characters have have arcs and and everything to pay off in, in, in nice... Installments, yeah, filmic chunks. It's not; it's, it's its own thing. Yeah, the Marvel was- Cinematic Universe. The movies are structured like trade paperbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are their individual, discrete entries, but they absolutely fit into a continuity and rely on a knowledge of the characters going in. It's not as it's it's not as easy a standalone film. Sorry, as Winter uh, Winter Soldier. Like Winter Soldier works brilliantly on its own as a bridging part of a trilogy, as a Captain America film, as yes. a, uh, a thriller, it as absolutely a does. movie. Um, it's why it is my 10 out of 10 Marvel movie. And like, this is my thing, is like, whenever I say, what do you, when people ask, what do you think of Civil War? And he goes, nah, not as good as Winter Soldier. But for me, Winter Soldier is a 10 out of 10 perfect film. Mm. So saying it's not as good as that is not 
denigrating in any way and saying it's shit. It's like, it's not as good as Citizen Kane. You know, it's not <laughs> saying something isn't perfect yeah. does have that that edge of saying it's not great, mm. but it's like no, it's it's good. It's just not perfect. Yeah, but good is is good. Oh, fuck, yeah. that one, this is the worst goddamn review I've See, ever had. What, I, I, what I liked, and as I said earlier, like uh, I agree with all the the some of the the characterization of the uh, uh, especially of like the Stark and and Cat's relationship uh, is is I think falls a bit flat, but I think it's made up for by the emotional kind of uh, payoffs that you get and, in that film. And the Russos are only really working with what Whedon left them. Yeah. Yes, and um, I will say this. I think it is the best ensemble superhero movie yet. Yes, yes, I agree. Yes, hands yeah, down. Absolutely. Hands down. Good. Good, good. So, you have been listening to World 1 Stage 1. I have been Simon. I have been Jack. Die. Die. And, and I have been Jack. And I have been Rob. And I have been Irish. And Hasbro are making a cinematic universe. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Simon. <laughs>